Please be seated. So if you are here this morning, congratulations, you have perfect attendance for 2023. <laughs> and if you're not here, you have missed every day of church this year. I know, I know, it's dad jokes. I can't help it. I've been with my kids for a couple of weeks straight, and they just come out naturally. Um, how many of you are experts in dad jokes? Bobby? Anyone else? No? Cindy says she's expert in dad jokes. That's good. That's a good skill to have. If you have grandkids, I recommend you brush up on dad jokes. So this morning, uh, I want to come to you from our epistle for today. Um, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. You'll find a version of it in your bulletin. Uh, I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, so it'll be just a little bit different but I think you can follow along. This is about Paul, the apostle's stewardship. He says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the administration of God's grace, which was given to me for you, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery, as I wrote before briefly. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to mankind, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, of which I was made a minister, according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ, and to enlighten all people as to what the plan of the mystery is, which for ages has been hidden in God, who created all things, so that the multifaceted wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. So here we are, uh, Paul's talking to us about the revelation of Christ to the world. We call it Epiphany. It's actually not until January 6th, but we celebrate it in the church on whatever Sunday falls closest to it before it happens. And so this being the first Sunday before January 6th, it is Epiphany Sunday in addition to being New Year's Day. It makes sense when you think about New Year's and Epiphany as they go hand in hand. Epiphany is the time of new beginnings. So here we are at the beginning of a brand new year, at the beginning of a new era in 
the Methodist movement, the beginning of a new affiliation as a global Methodist church, the beginning of a new opportunity for we, the church, the body of Christ, to do ministry and mission work here in Splendor. New beginnings can be exciting, but they can also be a little bit overwhelming, can't they? Big empty page on which to write what we do as the body of Christ here. And it can be a bit overwhelming. Exciting, but overwhelming. That's what I'm feeling. What are you feeling? It's a rhetorical question, but I want you to pause for a moment and think about this new beginning. See, Paul in this passage to the Ephesians is telling us that the secret plan of God that was long held in covenant with the Jewish people, now with the arrival of this baby in a manger, that covenant is now revealed to the rest of the world. And it's exemplified in Ephesians here. And in the gospel lesson from Matthew by these wise men that travel from afar to seek out the newborn king. And Paul's saying the secret's out. Messiah is not for the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. The Gentiles who, since the ascension of Christ to, to heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father, have become the earthly temples of God the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. That's a big deal. I, I, I know I said things are overwhelming in the start of the new year, but one of the things that helps us get past the overwhelming nature of the new year is the fact that we don't have to set out alone. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling with us and in us to guide us into this new adventure that we are setting out upon. So when I read this, I wonder, how did Paul become aware of this secret, this mystery of Christ come to save us all? Well, it's really very simple and it's appropriate on this Epiphany Sunday. Paul received the mystery of Christ by revelation, by epiphany. Christ revealed himself to Paul and Paul became aware of the true nature and character of God by seeing the true nature and character of Christ. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so we get to come into communion with God the Father through Christ our Lord. We don't have to set out on this new adventure by ourselves. We have... God with us, Emmanuel. So Paul advises uh, here us here in this church by this passage to Ephesians. And he says that we too can have an aha moment of revelation. 
We too can have our own epiphany experience by simply opening up the living word of the gospel and reading and studying until the Holy Spirit who already dwells within us as Christians reveals, opens the scriptures to us, opens the truth to us and the lights come on in our head and the light comes on in our heart and we know that we know that Christ is Lord and wants a relationship with each of us individually and in response to that, we should want that same relationship with him. So we pause here for a moment. This first Sunday of the new year, because I think there's a point to be made about the gospel, the new covenant and the Old Testament. See, God chose the time for the revelation of the mystery of Christ and his salvation. And in the fullness of time, he revealed Christ to us. See, the secret had been kept from the earlier generations before the manger because human understanding around the world was not capable of receiving the profound truth at that particular point in history. They were so busy familiarizing themselves with the law of Moses that it would take some time for that information to sink in to humankind. And then in Romans chapter 16, Paul says the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret for long ages, the mystery of the gospel. And in Colossians 1, where the word of God, which the apostle is to complete, is the mystery that has been kept for ages and generations. See, the reason we have to be careful here is because there are many Christians out there that have this tendency to totally brush aside, to disregard the Old Testament and to focus solely on the New Testament. Thinking that Christ came to replace the Old Testament with something of an innovation, something completely detached from the old teaching, something that replaced it entirely. But see, Paul is insisting to us that this is far from Jesus's intent. The establishment of the new covenant was the beginning of something new, but it was also the completion, the fulfillment of all the prophecy, all the word, everything that was in the Old Testament. We can't move into the gospel covenant without having a firm foundation in the Old Testament. And that's one thing I want to get across to us as the body of Christ in this church, as we move from UMC to GMC, as we become a full-fledged global Methodist church, we can't forget where we came from. We can never forget where we were and where we're going. Where we were informs where we're going. Listen to this commentary. It's from the Pillar New Testament commentary. It's talking about this passage from Ephesians. It says, the Apostle Paul insists that it was promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures, 
that it was witnessed to by the law and the prophets. In fact, that the gospel was preached beforehand to Abraham. Furthermore, evidence of God's intention to bless Gentiles through the gospel may be found in the law, the prophets, and the writings, passages which Paul takes up in Romans chapter 15 to show that Christ came not only for Jews and their descendants, but also for Gentiles who would glorify God for his mercy and to set forth the Old Testament basis for the Gentile mission. See, we're not to brush it aside. We're to embrace it. Understanding that Christ fulfilled every aspect of the old covenant in order to give us, to bring us the new covenant. Paul's saying we can't throw out the Old Testament because it is the foundation, the basis for the revelation, the epiphany to the Gentiles. So, all that theology aside, what does it mean to me, Pastor? It means that if you're seeking your own, uh, your own revelation of Christ, if you're seeking your own epiphany moment, your own relationship with Jesus, then you have to take the time to connect the dots between the Old Testament and the New Testament. You have to understand the revelation that God gives us through the prophets and through the law of Moses and the word of the gospel because the truth is that Jesus Christ is the common thread woven throughout the Bible from the very first verse of Genesis to the very last verse of Revelation. From Verse 1 to the last verse, it's all about Jesus. It was written about him, for him, through him, by him. Only through Jesus can you have any kind of epiphany. The connection that you and I have with the entire Bible is one of the reasons that we decided to connect with the global Methodist movement. We want to be a part of a church that takes God at his word. Do we not? All of his word. All of it. Not just the parts we like. The parts that are easy, but also the parts that are hard. The parts that are difficult. The parts that are inconvenient to our lifestyle. That... The parts that speak hard truth to us in love. The, the parts that correct our sinful ways. The parts that call out our sins and rebuke us when we stray from God's word and from God's will. See, we want to be, we need to be held accountable. To be held to a higher standard. To be held to God's standard, not any standard of men. And so this New Year's Day, this Epiphany Sunday, we begin anew today. We step out with renewed faith, with renewed commitment, with renewed hope into a brand new 
revival, a Holy Spirit led revival that brings the gospel of Jesus Christ to a fallen and broken world. May we be the ones that bring the message of Christ to the people from day one forward. It's our mission. It's our ministry. It's our calling as the people of God. It's what we were put on this earth to do. Whatever it is that you do in your earthly profession, your primary purpose, wherever God has stationed you is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. No exceptions. If you call yourself Christian, Job one, whatever you do, is to spread the message of Jesus. As I said, beginnings, new beginnings can be overwhelming. But I also said you don't step out alone in this brand new beginning. Jesus says, I will be with you to the end of the age. When is that? I don't know. All I know is that step by step, every day from this moment forward, Jesus will be walking in tandem with you. And you. Us, all of us, hand in hand with Jesus, spreading the gospel message to a hurting world that needs Jesus why we're here. I know it's early and I know it's New Year's Day, but turn to your neighbor and say, it's why I'm here. Amen. It's why we're here. It's why I'm here. So we will step out in renewed faith. We will step out with renewed commitment, with renewed hope into the new revival, this Holy Spirit-led revival bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. It is our mission. It is our ministry. And we are humbled and joyful as we step off. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.